Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. The Bible says that we all, with an open face, Beholding us in a glass are changed into the same what? Image. We are changed into the what? The same image. We are changed into what? The same image. So what we behold in the glass we become. What the Bible is saying is that what we see in the mirror we become. Is that right? Okay, are you ready for the word? Yes. Are you ready for the word? Yes. Okay, turn with me please in your Bibles to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, I read. It says, but we all with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And we are blessed by the reading of God's Word. Amen. I'm concluding the message I've been doing for the past four weeks, titled, From Glory to Glory. From Glory to Glory. God, as we have understood, moves us from one level of glory to another level of glory. God is not stagnant. God is ever increasing. God is ever moving. That's why the Bible says in the book of Psalm 84, verse 7, it says, everyone that appears in Zion goes from strength to strength. From strength to strength. Zion represents the church. So it says they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. So every time we come before God, we go from strength to strength. We go from what? From strength to strength. So God wants us to go from glory to glory. So the Bible says that, but we all with an open face beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. Not a different image, the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. The amplified version says, and all of us, as with an unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is their spirit. Hallelujah. So we are changed from one level of glory to another level of glory. We are changed from one degree of glory to another degree of glory. From one degree of glory to another degree of glory. It's, that's why it's important for us to understand that the, the, the level of word you have determines the level of glory you will have. Your glory level determines your word level. 
Why? Because it says, but we all with an unveiled face or with an open face are changed into the same image. Beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord. And I've said that the glass there represents the word of God. The glass, the mirror represents the perfect law of liberty. So it says, but we all with an open face, as in the glass, beholding as in the glass, the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image. That's powerful. We are changed or we are transfigured into the same image. Not a different image, into the same image. What image is he talking about? Is talking about the image of the glory of God, the image of power, the image of strength, the image of splendor, the image of God's goodness. We are changed or we are transfigured into the same image. We are transfigured into the same image. That's why Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God said, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness and let them have dominion. That means whatever appears in the image of God automatically have dominion. That's why this is our year of dominion. I said you will have dominion this year in the name of Jesus. So Genesis 1.27, the Bible says that so God created man in his own image and in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So we are equal when it comes to the creation of God. We have been made in the image of God. We have been created to have dominion here on earth. We have been created to walk in the newness of God's light here on earth. And so shall be your story. Everything you do from today will go from glory to glory. I said everything you do from today will go from strength to strength. From glory to glory. You will not experience a good glory last year and a bad glory this year. It will be from glory to glory. The Bible says that the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. I decree over this house, our glory will be greater. I said our glory will be greater in the name of Jesus. So in, in Romans chapter 8 verse 7, the Bible says that, And if children, then heirs. Who is an heir? An heir is an inheritance. It says, not only that, we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Romans chapter 8 verse 17. So what the Bible effectively is saying is that we are the same image. When we keep beholding this morning, I wanted to bring a mirror to give you a perfect analogy of what I'm teaching. Anybody has a mirror here? I'm sure without a doubt. Is there anyone, any lady with a mirror in your bag? Don't be shy. Anyone? Anyone with a mirror? You don't have a mirror in your bag. Are you sure? You have a mirror on your phone? Wow, phones have mirrors now. Okay, yeah. All right, excellent. Now, can I have, um, can I have, oh, wow, I look good. Oh, <laughs> can I have two women? Or, yeah, two, two women. One man and two women, please. One man and two women. One man. Come. Now, the Bible says that we all, with an open face, beholding us in a glass, are changed into the same what? Image. We are changed into the what? The same image. 
we are changing to what? The same image. So what we behold in the glass, we become. What the Bible is saying is that what we see in the mirror, we become. Is that right? Now, turn with me to James chapter 1, verse 22 to 25, and I'll bring this analogy home so you can get it. The Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 22, it says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. When the Bible says, be ye doers of the word, it's saying that you must be a word practitioner. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. So now notice that carefully. It says be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving your own self. So that means those who only hear the word are deceivers of, them, of their own self. Does it make sense? Those who only hear the word and don't do the word are deceivers of themselves. Not anyone else. The next verse, verse 23 says, For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, in a mirror. He is like a man beholding his natural face in a mirror. And look at what happens. Verse 24, it says, For he beholded himself and goeth his way, and straight away, he forgets what manner of man he is. How many of you looked in the mirror this morning? All of you. I know the ladies took longer than the men. But so, the Bible says, please come, put your phone down, and hold this mirror for the first lady. This is lady number one and lady number two. Now, I said for the first lady. That doesn't mean she's the first lady of the church. <laughs> the lady number one and lady number two. Now, can you see your face? No, Pastor. You can. Bring it down. Bring it down. Yes. Can you see your face? Yes, okay, how do you look? Very beautiful. Very beautiful. <laughs> okay, now the Bible says, For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straight away forgets, what manner of man or woman he is. So verse 23, it says, For if, if, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man or a woman beholding her natural face in a glass. So let's just assume that she is, for the sake of this analogy, she is classified as the hearer. And she is classified as the doer. So now hearer, look yourself in the word, look yourself in the mirror, look yourself in the church, you come to church, you hear a powerful word. Have you heard the word? Can you see yourself? Do you know what you look like? Okay, just go that side, just move that side. Now look at what's happened. She's behold her face, and she's moved because she's only a hearer. Now let's go to the doer. Lady number two. Let lady number two watch her face in the mirror. Can you see? Down a bit. You don't have to raise your leg up. Can you see? Okay. Now can you see all your hair is everywhere? No. You can't see. So begin to see it properly. Now, if there is any mess anywhere in your head, just, just start making sure they are all together. Yeah, just, just, you know. So, so can you see what's happened? She's heard the word. She's, she's heard the word. She's seen herself in the mirror of the word. And look at what's happening. She is doing something about it. Continue, continue, continue. So, now, in verse 24, it says, For he beholding himself, and goeth his way, and straight away forgets the manner of man he is. That's the first lady. Verse 25 says, But whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty, which is the word, whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty, which is the word, which is the mirror, and continuing therein. So, you see, when you continue, continue, you don't stop. 
Are you following me? Doing the word is not a one day thing. It's not a one week thing. It's a continuous thing. So the more you hear the word, look at what she's doing. She's continuing to make sure her hair is everywhere. Her nose is everywhere. There is no makeup this side. And her eyelashes are, you know, together. Everything in line, the same line. Her earrings are the same. You know, they are not different colors or different sizes. Are you getting what I'm saying? It says, but whosoever looking into the perfect law of liberty and continuing therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. So now when you hear the word, the word becomes work. The word becomes what? Work. The word becomes what? Work. Continue working because you are continuing therein. The word becomes work. It says, but a doer of the work, this man, this woman shall be blessed in all his or her deeds. You are not giving God some praise. So the difference between the hearer and the doer is that the hearer doesn't do anything about what they hear. But the doer does something, continuing doing something with everything they hear. And when they do something with what they hear, guess what? It says this man, this woman shall be blessed in his teeth. Say a good amen. amen. Say a good amen. amen. Give Jesus some praise. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there are two categories of people in the church. The hearers and the doers. The hearers and the doers. Those of us who do the word. We are the ones who are changed into the same image. That is the image of the glory of God. When God said, let us make man in our own image, that's what God is talking about. We have to be doers of the way. You know, sometimes I wonder, I see people going through challenges. I come to church, I preach. God gives me a word and I preach. And I see those same people going through those same challenges. Why? Because they haven't been doing the word. It, because when you do the word, you will see the end result of doing the word. Are you following what I'm saying? You can't stay marinated with the word and not taste like the word. You cannot marinate meat with sugar and eat the meat and not taste the sugar in it. Is that correct? You cannot marinate meat with salt and not eat the meat and not taste the salt in it. Whatever you marinate the meat with, you will definitely taste it in your mouth. So when we come to the house of God and we are marinated with the word, we become the word. The taste of the word will be in our mouth. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 says, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. It says the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters covers the sea. Now when the Bible talks about the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, it's not just talking about an empty vacuum. Being covered with something. Being covered with, you know, most of the time when we talk about the glory, we are thinking about smoke. But the glory is not a smoke. Are you following me? When the Bible says that for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, it's talking about God's children. It's talking about us. You say, how, pastor? Let me show you how. Because the time has come for the manifestation or for the revelation of the glory of God here on earth. Amen. We are that glory that the earth is waiting for. Amen. 
The earth is not waiting for some cloud or a mist for it to fill the earth. It's us, God's children, operating in the glory zone, operating in the glory realm that the world is waiting for. Say a good amen to that. So with that understanding, go with me to Romans chapter 8 from verse 14 to 19. Your life will never be the same again after today. Romans chapter 8 from verse 14 to 19. It says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. For we have not received the spirit of bondage for to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, that means the whole world, the whole earth is groaning. It's waiting for something. It's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And guess who are the sons of God are? We are because we are made in the same image. Now, the only way the earth that is groaning, that is in expectation for the manifestation of the sons of God to become a reality is when we begin to operate in the glory zone. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying? So now, what is a glory zone? The glory zone is you go somewhere, when you get to the bank, they say somebody just collapsed. And they have died 30 minutes ago. They have been pronounced dead. Now, remember, remember John chapter 1 verse 14? It says, the glory has taken on flesh and blood and has moved into the neighborhood. You remember that? The glory has moved into, and when the glory moves into a neighborhood, the glory changes the atmosphere in the neighborhood. So you go into a bank, and someone has been pronounced dead, guess what? As the glory carrier, when you move in there, you bring the dead back to life. You bring the dead back to life. You just say, in the name of Jesus, come back to life. Yeah. Why? Because you are a glory carrier. Yeah. You are a carrier of the glory of God. You carry the glory of God. You go into an atmosphere where there is drugs. There are killings. There is gun crime. You move into the area. And crime disappears. Why? Because the glory and crime cannot dwell in the same place. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you you getting this, church? Are you getting this? Why? Because light and darkness cannot dwell together. You are the light of the world. You operate in the glory. When you are in the glory zone, everywhere that you are, sickness disappears. Sickness disappears. As a sickness disappears. Why? Because the whole earth, the whole creation is waiting, eagerly, groaning, waiting for the expectation of the manifestation of the sons of God. (laughs) So it's time to demonstrate the glory. I said it's time to demonstrate the glory. I said it's time to demonstrate the glory. 
I said it's time to demonstrate the glory. In your neighborhood, it's time to demonstrate the glory. In your community, it's time to demonstrate the glory. In your area, I said it is time to demonstrate the glory of God. When people see you, they must see nothing else but the glory. You are a glory carrier. You are a carrier of God's glory. In the glory zone, there is no toiling. In the glory zone, there is no depression. In the glory zone, there is no sickness. There is nothing like that. What you have to understand is that when you operate in the glory, nothing can defeat you. I said when you operate in the glory, nothing can defeat you. So, as we get ready to close, last, the first session of this series, I did give, give you an analogy of how the glory of God is made manifest. I felt so strongly that I didn't do justice to it, that I needed to explain it in detail. So, we'll go back to that scripture, Genesis chapter 30 from verse 27. Genesis chapter 30 from verse 27. Now you know, you know the background to this scripture. Jacob took the blessing, fled, stayed with his uncle Laban, wanted to marry his, his daughter, the first one, the uncle deceived him, so he worked for seven years to marry Leah. Rachel and Leah was given to him. He had to work again for another seven years, and then 14 years in total, and then finally he married Rachel, his beloved wife. And then he worked for the uncle for another seven more years, making it 21 years. Whilst he was there, he was diligent, working faithfully. When he went, his uncle's sheep or sheep business or goat business was small. And because Jacob is a glory carrier, when he entered into that business, the business moved from little to much. <laughs> oh, thank you. Anyone that has business in this church from today, the glory will manifest in that business. Amen. I said from today, the glory of God will, make, will be made manifest in that business. Amen. <laughs> and that business is going to now be moving from glory to glory. Amen. Your sales will be going up the roof. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Your numbers will be growing in, in, in triple digits. Amen. In triple digits. In, in, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. The glory of God will give you a testimony that, is, that doesn't make sense. In the name of Jesus. So you know the story. The time came. Jacob wants to leave. And Laban said... Uh, no, I can't let you leave because my business is getting blessed because of you. Because of you. That must be our testimony. The time has come where when you want to leave your job, the, your boss will say, no, 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 no. I can't let you go because this job, this company is being blessed because of you. So shall it be. Yeah. You see, when you carry the glory of God, everything in your hands prospers. Yeah. Everything in your hands succeeds. Yeah. Everything. From day one, since this ministry started, we have moved from glory to glory. Yeah. The testimonies we keep hearing on a daily basis is from glory to glory. Yeah. That's, that's a God we serve. Are you following what I'm saying? 
So now let's go to verse 27. I read, the Bible says, And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I found favor in your eyes, tarry ye. Tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. And he said, appoint me thy wages and I'll give it. That will be your story. Amen. Your wages will increase. Amen. I prophesy over your wages that this week it is increasing. Say a good amen. amen. I said I prophesy over your wages that it is increasing this week. In the name of Jesus. The strategy, this is a word of wisdom for someone. The strategy for your boss to increase your wages is tell them this week I'm quitting. They will tell you, appoint your wages. Now you have to be, you have to be an effective worker before you go and say I'm quitting this week. If you're a lazy worker, you go to your boss and say, I'm quitting. You say, oh, I've been waiting. When are you leaving? I thought you would have left yesterday. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't be a lazy employee. Don't be a Christian when you go to work, reading Bible during work time. Making phone call on your employer's time. That is not right. Say amen to that. Say amen. Amen. Verse 29, the Bible said, he said unto him, thou knowest how I have served thee and how thy cattle was with me. I love that. For it was little which thou hast before I came. Say amen. Amen. And it is now increased, say amen, amen, unto a multitude. And the Lord has blessed thee since my coming. And now when shall I provide for my own house also? Look at his testimony. His testimony is that since I came into this business, this business has increased because of me. Can someone say that about you? Can someone genuinely say that about you? My wife only works two or three times in a week. And she does does the work of people who are full-timers. I always tell her, why do you have to work, go and do the work of those lazy people? I'm sure they are watching now. Praise God. Make sure you edit that from there. Holy Ghost, edit that for you. <laughs> I forgot we are live streaming. Now we are live streaming. All kinds of people are watching. Are you following what I'm saying? Be a valuable employee. Valuable. A value-added employee, a V-A-E, value-added employee, V-A-E. Even in this church, be a value-added member, a V-A-M. Are you a value-added member of this church? Are you? Yeah. Some of you are not saying yes because you know you are not. You have to be a value-added member. What value are you adding to the church? What are you contributing to the church? You know, <laughs> when I was in the U.S., I was giving my, one of my pastors an analogy when we went to buy the iMac. I said to him, we have gone to Apple Church. And when we went to the church... I gave an offering, a big offering, and I came out with a big iMac. Do you understand the analogy I'm giving? You see, it doesn't matter how powerful the word I preach is. When you come and you don't give, when you go out, you go out empty. It doesn't matter. This church will take an offering before the message, not because... We have to preach for you before you give. You have to understand the concept of giving. Are you following what I'm saying? Nobody has to do gymnastics before you give. A time is coming, as a matter of fact, in this church where there will be no announcement for giving. 
where there'll be no announcement for giving. I'm telling you, a time is coming. There'll be no announcement for giving, but God would have already taken care of everything that is needed. So I said, you see, I went to Apostle, gave an offering, I've worked out with the product. It's the same in the kingdom of God. When you come into the house of God and don't give any offering, you work out with nothing. I went to another restaurant and I saw how people were patronizing the restaurant. I said, the secret behind the restaurant working is because people are coming in, they are eating and paying for what they are eating. Do you get it? Now, can you imagine a restaurant where everybody just go and eat without giving nothing, without paying? Will it be there? No. No. It's the same applies to the church. If you're going to a stadium, you pay before you enter, right? For you season ticket holders, you actually pay a lot of money in advance. Is that true? Before you enter. The church is the only place you don't pay anything at the door. Before you enter. But it shouldn't be that because we don't pay anything at the door, we take for granted God's house. We have to be value added members. Or should we start charging at the door? And say, ah, you see the tent, they will criticize. They say, you see, we told you all these church people, it's money, money. Yeah. You see? Have you seen people criticizing and say, eh, if the pastor really thinks he's anointed, why are they doing miracle service in the church? Why don't they go to the hospitals and heal all the sick people? Have you not heard it? Have you ever seen a doctor, qualified doctor, going from house to house looking for sick people to heal before? No. Where do the sick people go? They go to the hospital where the doctor is. That's how it works. That's how it works. So if you want to be healed, you come to the house of God. You come to the place where you will be healed. That is how it works. Their logic doesn't make sense. They'll tell you, oh, if you know you can heal, you have the power to heal, why don't you go to the hospital? Because the people don't have faith. They don't, the atmosphere is not set. Even the doctor, he has a place where you, the patient, have to come and be, and be prescribed a medication. I am the doctor in this house. If you want to be healed, what do you do? Come to the house of God and you will be healed. And today, the Holy Spirit said to me, we must pray for someone in this church. We are going to pray for a member in this church and their healing will be permanent. Never, never to show up again. Never to show up again. Never to show up again. Because I'm angry with the devil. The devil cannot play around with God's people. The Bible says that our bodies are the temple of God. Where where am I? Where did how did I get there? Be a value added member. Jacob came to the business and the business increased because of him. Hallelujah. Verse 31 of Genesis chapter 30. It says, and he said, what shall I give thee? And Jacob said, thou shalt not give me anything. If thou will do this one thing, I will again feed and keep thy flock. And I'll pass through all thy flock today, removing from thence all the speckled and the spotted cattle and all the brown cattle among the sheep and the spotted and the speckled among the goats and of such shall be my hire. Very important. So shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come when it shall be for my hire before my face or before thy face. Everyone that is so speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep that shall be counted stolen with me. And Laban said, Behold, I will that it might be according to thy word. Verse 35, And he removed that day the he goats that were ring streaked and spotted, 
and all the she-goats that were speckled and spotted, and everyone that had some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them into the land, the hand of his sons, that's Laban's sons. And he set three days' journey betwixt them, betwixt himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. I want you to picture what's happening very carefully. Verse 37, key verse. The Bible says that, and Jacob took him rods of green poplar and of the hazel and chestnut tree and peeled white straits in them and made the whites to appear which were in the rods. Now remember, we all with an open face beholding us in a glass are changed into what? The same what? The same what? The same what? The same what? So that means the image you see is what you become. This is so crucial. If the church doesn't understand this, we will not go far. Because our respect is based on our image. Appearance is so important. That's why the first day you were going for an interview, you did not just wear a torn jeans, do I'm aware or whatever, you pull your trousers down and just wear any dirty thing and go. You presented your best image. It has been stated as a matter of fact that many people are employed not because of their CV, but because of their image. Your image is so important. That's why in selling companies, the most paid are the receptionists. Why? Because they are the face of the company. Are you following what I'm saying? This is so important. So now, the devil knows this very well. Remember that, that Nebuchadnezzar put an image before the children of the Jews that they must bow before that image. Why? Because whatever image you bow to, you worship that image and you become that image. Now, when Jesus was crucified on the cross, the image they wanted to portray to us is an image of shame. But the Bible says that if the devil had known, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You can't crucify glory. You cannot destroy careers of God's glory. You see, so the Bible says that what the devil meant for evil, God turned it around for our good. So the image you see is so important. If you come to church and you see me, your pastor, the image as a broken image, you will become broken. If I am poor, you will be poor. It doesn't matter how hard you work. If I am poor, you will be poor. Because the anointing flows from the head to the neck to the garment to the feet. What's on the head will flow to the body. If the pastor is a builder, is a, a, a landlord, you see testimonies of houses in the congregation. Are you following what I'm saying? Because you can go as far as the image you see. If the image you see is wrong, you will be wrong. That's why when the devil wants to attack pastors, he attacks their image. Why are they, why are they using private jets? Image. Why are they living in big houses? Image. Because what he's trying to do is to destroy the image. Once he destroys the image, guess what? You can never aspire or dream to have a big house, to have a private jet, to live as God wants you to live. Why? Because the moment the devil can destroy a, an image before you, you can never become that image. That's why God said, let us make man in our own image. In our own image. In our own image. And what image has the devil been trying to steal? All this. Now, look at what's going on. 
People have image crisis, identity crisis. It's all image. The battle is an image battle. Somebody wakes up and says, today I'm gender fluid. It's an issue of image. They don't know what image they've been made in. Somebody wakes up and says, I don't feel like being a man any longer. I want to be a woman. A woman wakes up and says, I don't want to be a woman any longer. I want to be a man. What is the battle? It's the battle of the image of God. These people don't know what they are doing. But the devil knows how to destroy the image of God. That's why you have to pray that the image that stands, that's why I'm very careful who stands before you. That's why I don't even encourage inconsistency standing here. Have you noticed? That's why I am in every service. What am I presenting before you? An image of consistency. Rain or shine, I'm here. Whatever happens, if there are 100 people, I'm here. If there are 10,000 people, I'm here. What am I teaching you? A consistency of the image will take you far in life. So, Jacob said, Laban, it doesn't matter what you have taken. I have the principle that can reproduce more than you have. If I can take this rod... Peel them together. Take them aside and put them before the sheep and the goats. They will bear fruit just like what they have seen. But we all, with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. What image do you have? Even visionaries will tell you, whatever you want to become, put that image on your fridge, on your door. Is that correct? Yes. And when you continue to see that image, guess what happened? You begin to desire it. I can be like a doctor. You want to be like a doctor or a lawyer? Go and look for a picture, a, a, a lawyer that has made it in this world. Put their picture on your fridge. Just keep looking. Just keep saying, one day I'll become one day I'll become, one day I'll become, and you see your desires begins to change towards studying hard and becoming a lawyer. What am I saying? It's so important, the image you see. And this image is the glory of God. It's 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 the glory of God. Yeah. I'll take a few minutes and finish this because today is the last one, okay? Okay? Yeah. Are you getting this? Yeah. You see, I don't sweat when I'm teaching, but when you see me teaching and sweating, that means something is cooking. Something big is cooking. Okay, let's go back to Genesis Verse 38, the Bible says that, and he set the rods which he had peeled before the flocks in the gutters, in the watering troughs. When the flocks came to drink, that they should conceive when they come to drink. See what Jacob did? He put the image before the animals. He put the image he wants the animals to become before the animals can you see this? Can you see how important this is? He puts the image before them. The image he wants them to become, that's the image he put before the animals. That's why it's so important to focus on one image in life. And that is the image of Jesus Christ. Verse 39. The Bible says, and the flocks conceived before the rods. Oh, this is powerful. 
Why, 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 why are they not conceiving anywhere else? They conceive and the flocks conceive before the rods, before the image. And he brought forth cattle ring straight, speckled and spotted. Just as he has peeled the stick that he put before them. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. Verse 40. And Jacob did separate the lambs and set the faces of the flocks together, ring streak and all brown in the flock of Laban's. And he put his own flocks by themselves and put them into Laban's cattle. Very important. That's why you have to put strong images together. Strong images must be together. Don't mix weak with strong. Other than that, the weak will contaminate the strong. Oh, God. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? And it came to pass, verse 41. And whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive, Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters that they might conceive among the rods. But when the cattle were feeble and he pulled them not in the feebler, were Laban's and the strong Jacob's. Verse 43, finally. And the man increased exceedingly. And had much cattle, and made servant, and mere servant, and cattle, and asses. Hallelujah. Amen. See what happens when we perceive the right image? It's so important. Finally, Jude chapter 1, verse 24 and 25. It says, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty and dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. amen. Say a good amen tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I've taken four weeks to teach you. This, this will take more, but we don't have the time to teach you how we can go from glory to glory. How we can go from what? Glory to glory. And today, God will visit you. Amen. I said God will visit you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Did you receive it today? Yeah. Give Jesus a better praise. Let's rise up on our feet. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.